sports fans in the Rio Grande Valley and elsewhere, welcome to another episode of Casey Van Etchen Sports Talk Podcast. I'm your host, Casey Van Etchen. Today, I get to have the opportunity to speak with the voice behind the mayhem at ETRDB Athletics <laughs> and other sporting events, Tony Farina. Tony, thank you for joining me today. Hey, Casey, thanks for having me. I appreciate the opportunity to come on and talk with you for a while. Yes, for sure. I, it's a great privilege. Now, Tony, talk about how you started being a sports professional and PA announcer and the many opportunities you've had over the years. Well, let's see. There was a period of time where I started announcing for food, and then there was a period of time where I started announcing for a paycheck. So let me take you back to when I started announcing for food. Uh, I was 18 years old and uh, assisting Pony Baseball, Pony being the acronym for protecting our nation's youth. Um, mm -hmm. They had a baseball tournament in the big city of Alamo um, at their old complex, which is off of Acacia and Tower Road. Um, they had two baseball fields, an extremely large park, and then they had a t-ball park, t-ball Mustang Park. So we were hosting a T-ball all-star tournament. You're looking at five-year-olds. And I really wanted to announce. And my brother was running the tournament. He was the tournament host and said, well, we've already got an announcer. So, you know, just uh, you can do the snack bar. I said, you're going to, I'm going to announce the snack bar. That's, that's what I'm going to announce. And yeah. yeah that's, he goes, yeah, that's, that's what you're going to announce. So when I got my opportunity in between games, um, I grabbed a hold of that microphone and really just let everything go. And, you know, hey, we've got the coldest drinks in all of South Texas, and they're guaranteed to quench your thirst. And know that you've got a big baseball thirst, and that's what we're doing here today and celebrating these five-year-olds that are on their way to the World Series. And I really just hyped it up and made it so big and grandiose that um, for the second game, they were like, okay, you're going to announce the second game. <laughs> and that's how I, how I started announcing. Then uh, when I got to campus at what was UTPA, now UTRGV, um, mm -hmm. I often went to the field house just because I didn't have another place to hang out. I'd, you know, been to the field house for graduations, never an athletic event, but I was hanging out there and there was a gentleman that was the marketing coordinator at the time that saw me and said, hey, you're, you're that kid. And I was like, um, I'm that kid. I'm a 19 year old male. You know, what are you talking about? He goes, no, you're that announcer guy. And I was like, oh, yeah, you want to announce here at UT, uh, UTPA, the Bronx? And I kind of looked and I was like, well, I can't charge my usual hot dog and a Coke. I mean, this is this is next level. So yeah. I said, is there a paycheck involved? And he was like, yep, we'll pay you $25 a game. Bingo, I'm there. <laughs> so my best friend at the time was the uh, cheerleading coordinator, and he was the sound sound guy. And uh, I'd be sitting right next to him. So I thought, you know what? I've got access to cheerleaders and I get to make a fool out of myself. Let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. So that was uh, 30 years ago this fall uh, that I started announcing there at, uh, at UTRGV. I've had years where I've not announced or I've had years where I, you know, I've taken a couple of years off. But uh, for the last 30 years, I've kind of been a regular there at the field house. Yeah, for sure. It's awesome having you at the field house. It gets super loud. It's amazing to um, have you back and the pep band and 
everyone else, especially after COVID. Um, Now, my next question, as a PA announcer, everyone notices you in the moments, but talk about the importance about behind the scenes with your position. Well, a lot of people don't realize that there's, there's a lot of planning. There's a lot of prep that goes into, you know, announcing a game. Um, obviously, I get to meet with our game operations team. We go over the promotions. We go over the different groups that we want to highlight. want to make sure that everybody's clicking on the same page so that when it comes time to the game, you know, everybody sees the duck swim across the water, but you don't see the feet that are kicking right below the water. Mm. So for us, it's about putting on a good show and, a lot of times, a lot of the stuff that I come up with is on the fly and I'll have Sarah Hernandez, our game operator, our mm-hmm. game operations director, she'll say, hey, that was great or don't do it again. Um, fortunately for me, it's been a lot more that's been great than don't do it again. But, you know, yeah. it's one of those things where you're in the moment and you want to, uh, sorry, there's my dog. You want yeah, to catch yeah. up and, and, and you want to show that, you know, hey, we're having as much fun as the as the fans are because, you can have a great team, but a horrible presentation, and people remember the horrible presentation. Or you could have a horrible team and a great presentation, and people will say, you know what, even though the team's not so good, we're going to go mm-hmm. out and we're going to have fun. So to yeah. me, that's the important thing is having fun. Yeah. Um, man, talking about the ducks on water, but the feet underneath, I might steal that in the future. So Feel free to, brother. Feel free to. Now, my next question, with the 30-plus years of experience as a sports professional and as PA announcer, what are some things that don't get old for you? Uh, the fan interaction. The seeing folks that have been there since I started 30 years ago, the folks that have, uh, that have really embraced me as part of their family and, and count me in and you know, that, that they reach out and they come out and they say, hey, listen, you weren't here the other night. And even though the other guy was here and it was still, eh, you know, you bring a, a different aspect to the game. So mm-hmm. for me, that's always the fun part. And I've, I've had the opportunity to make some great friends um, just by expressing myself and having fun on the PA. And, and you know, uh, you're one of them. I, you know, it, you know, before you were just kind of hanging out there and we've seen you come into the UTRGV family and, and now you're, you're working on campus. So, you know, yeah. I, I consider that a blessing where it, it, it just never stops and it keeps on going and it keeps on going. So, you know, the opportunity to meet people every day um, and reconnect with some old fans and new fans. And, you know, it's, it's a great feeling and it's something that I really enjoy about my job. Yeah, for sure. I know the, we'll, we'll talk about relationships later on in this episode. Let's talk about, um, this might be a hard question for you to answer, but with you being around high school sports, college sports, professional sports, what have been your top moments as a sports professional? You know, uh, it was October 19th of 2014 that we had the uh, Houston Rockets playing host to the Golden State Warriors at the Payne Arena in Hidalgo. I got to PA that game. Um, Another top moment is when the first exhibition game that the Boston Celtics uh, with Paul Pierce and Mm -hmm. Kevin Garnett, um, when they came to Hidalgo, 
And that was actually my first ever game that I announced as a member of the Vipers organization. Um, so that's, that's been a great one. Um, and the baseball realm, you know, seeing a team literally start from the ground up with the Edinburgh Roadrunners, mm -hmm. uh, that first season, winning a championship and winning it again in the fifth season, uh, you know, that, that was a great opportunity. At UTRGV, having our baseball team uh, clinch the WAC championship, mm -hmm. uh, be, be part of the tri-championship, shall we say. Uh, women's volleyball with the success that they've had. And, and I'm sure that the success with, with basketball and men's and women's, it, it's coming. Um, you know, we've, we've got a tremendous program that is really just starting to take off. And, and this is an opportunity for a lot of people to say, you know what, I remember UTRGV win and, you know, it, you could say when it was Lou Hill and, and he was coaching the Vaqueros or, mm -hmm. you know, with, with coach figures and, and what he's doing with the Vaqueros uh, with coach Lord and what he's done. So, you know, it's a great opportunity to, to get in on the ground floor right now. And, and that's what I love about sports in, in all mm -hmm. honesty. I mean, high school sports, it, it's so great because the kids, they, they don't, they don't know how good they are, you know, and you see some kids and you figure if you were to just practice a little bit more or, or not be so cocky, it'd be a whole different ball game. And, you know, on the professional level, I, I got a chance to cover Cowboy Camp at Oxnard uh, when Quincy Carter, uh, Vinny Testaverde, and Tony Romo were the quarterbacks. Um, Tony, Ro uh, Vinny Test, Vince Carter. No, that's not Vince Carter. It's Quincy Carter. Quincy Carter gets cut, and I'm there for that. And now I've got Vinny Testaverde and Tony Romo, and they brought in a third quarterback. And everybody sprinted to Testaverde or to Drew Henson. And um, I casually walked over to Tony Romo, and I said, I I'd like to get a few words with you. And he was like, why do you want to talk to me? Mm -hmm. I said, well, uh, from what I saw, you had the best practice out there amongst all the quarterbacks today. And, you know, he gave me that old Wisconsin, up, oh, gee, shucks. You know, it was, it was kind of cool. But, you know, I, I saw in Tony Romo early on in his early practices there in Oxnard that he was going to be a great quarterback, you know, the way he handles himself. And, and take it from me, I'm not a Cowboy fan in, in any mm -hmm. way whatsoever. Uh, you know, I, I'm just I, – I, I know something about quarterbacks. And, and to me, Romo really showed himself at that camp and showed that he was going to be as good as a player as he was, uh, ended up being. Yeah, for sure. I know when it comes, let's go back to the relationships. Um, I have to say one of the top five reasons I came back to the Valley was the relationships I had with UTRGV athletics, whether it was you or the coaches, or John, or Chase. That's one of the reasons I came back. And now let's talk about the many relations, relationships you have encountered over the years. Talk about what they have meant to you and how you've been impacted through them. The world, uh, you know, any, any relationship that you can, you can have with somebody uh, in a good or a bad way, is is always positive because you're learning you know and, and it's something mm -hmm. that shows you i mean I, i've got friends from from the hockey days when we had hockey here at the at the pain arena that i still check in with on a daily basis you know just say hey how are things going i know that you're still in the minor league route but how are things the 
the former GM of the hockey team is now with the Arizona Coyotes. So, you know, that, that, that brings me great joy to, you know, he's not the general manager, but he's, he's one of the top assistant GMs there. So I, I get that pleasure, obviously uh, with baseball and basketball and, you know, it, it's incredible as, you know, to the point where the other day, as my brother is, is getting out of the hospital from battling COVID, um, mm-hmm. you know, we're waiting for him outside the rehab facility and this young lady, you know, I help open the door for her because I'm that kind of guy where, you know, I still gentleman practices and you see a lady struggling, you do what you can to help her out. Mm-hmm. And she looks up at me and she goes, you're Tony Farina. And I was like, I am. And she goes, I played golf at UTPA. And I was like, really? What year? And she, she gave me the years and she goes, now my daughter's an intern at UTRGV and she works in the athletic department. And I was like, what? So, you know, it's those relationships. It's, it's those opportunities. Yeah. Um, you, one of our former Bronx basketball players, Jerron Allen, uh, mm-hmm. his daughter now plays volleyball. So they came down and they played against UTRGV two seasons ago. And it was an opportunity for me to reconnect with Jerron and, and meet his daughter. And that mm-hmm. was the first time that I had ever announced a father's game and, and a daughter's game, you know? And, and those are the relationships that, that keep me there. And I almost feel like, at UTRGV, I, I'm kind of one of those guys that acts as an ambassador or as, you know, somebody there because I've, I've been there that long and I've seen ADs, I've seen coaches, I've seen players come and go and come back and go. And, you know, mm-hmm. to me, that's, that's the best part because those folks are still in my life somehow, some form or fashion. Um, I'm a big believer in, in your net worth is directed by your network. So all these folks yeah. that I have relationships with, they're part of my network and they, they enrich my life every day. And like I said, on a good or a bad way, because, you know, not every experience is, is positive and it's not a good thing, but, you know, you learn something new and, and it says, hey, you know what, I can be friends with this person, but I have to watch what I say because I know that they're going to turn around and go tell or, you know, or, or I've got to watch what they say because they'll come back to hold it against me. So, you know, it's it's a great feeling and and the relationships, it's great to have them. And, you know, uh, again, you know, good, bad, indifferent. We're all just trying to all do the same thing that survive in this crazy world of ours. Now, let's talk about something fundamental um, when it comes to relationships. You mentioned Coach Hill earlier. Um, You were there during his introductory introductory, sorry, introductory (laughs) press conference, as well as his funeral in February um, at the UTRGV Fieldhouse. Talk about that relationship and how much impact did he make, not only in other people's lives, but yours. Coach Hill is a special man. Um, you know, I, I worked with Coach Hill, not just as a PA guy, but at the time I was working for the development office uh, there in the athletics office. And, and a development officer, you go out and you talk to people and you try to encourage them to financially support the programs. It could be a program in itself and just, I can have you just say, all right, I want to give $5,000 to men's basketball. Or you can come back and say, I want to give $5,000 to all of the athletic department. And that would be spread out. Um, Coach Hill came in and he just, he quickly got to work. 
And he and I sat down and he said, I need to know who the movers, who the shakers are. I need to know who I need to avoid. I need to know who is friendly to, to the program. And I need to know who's not friendly to the program. Mm-hmm. And, and he really liked the challenges. You know, if we tell him, hey, we got a donor, a potential donor who just, he wants to know about the program. Coach Lou was the first one to jump up and say, I want to get in front of that guy. Mm-hmm. And he would, yeah. he would talk to the donors and he would, you know, explain his position, explain his priorities, explain his goals. Um, there was one particular day that we were in the field house and it was Coach Lou and I, and we were right there by the doors and the student walked in and took three steps past us. And Coach was like, who's that guy? And I said, I, I don't know, Coach. I don't know all the athletes yet. So he stops and he calls this young man over. He goes, hey, young man. And the kid turns around. And he goes, yes. He goes, didn't they teach you manners at home? And he was like, I'm sorry. He goes, well, just because Mr. Farina and I are here in a conversation doesn't mean you can't say good morning. Doesn't mean you can't say hello. You can't acknowledge us. And the kid quickly apologized. And he, he was like, I, I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't want to interrupt. And, and coach, coach was like, have you met Tony Farina? And the kid was like, no, he's, you don't know Tony Farina. T- Tony's a legend around here at UTRGB. And I, yeah. I tried I was like, coach, no, 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 no. I said, you're the legend. He goes, I'm the legend in the progress. So, you know, he was, he was always a guy that would raise you up and then he would raise up right behind you. So he's, he's a, he's a very special man. He's deeply missed. Um, fortunately for us, his family is still here. Uh, they're mm-hmm. still around town. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see them occasionally. And, and, you know, he's, he's one of the guys right now that um, he, when he, you know, you, you, you tend to get the inside story every now and then, and, and you hear about his plans and, and what the plans were and uh coach had been fighting for a while and and his plan was to hey, i'm going to step away and i'm going to let coach Stedman handle the team but i'll be back as soon as i'm healthy and unfortunately we never got to see him come back healthy and and that's you know just a fact yeah. of life how, how life works but you know he was he's a great man he's a, a special individual and he's deeply missed by by the basketball world in general I don't think he would have been here much longer um, because he had turned around the team so quickly and the notoriety and the fame for UTRGV and for Coach Hill in itself uh, was starting to grow. So I, I could have seen where he said, I appreciate the opportunity that I had here. I'm going to continue to be a vaquero for all my life, but I've had this opportunity at this school. And I think he was on, he was on track for that. Yeah. Um, he surely will be missed, but, I'm excited for the upcoming basketball season with UTRGV men's basketball. Now, in sports, many people notice the coaches and players and the cheerleaders and the mascots and everyone else um, that's in the front line. But I say, I think process leads to progress. And so let's talk about the process when it comes to the behind the scenes, when it comes to marketing, communications, operations, and so on, and the appreciation you have for everyone who is involved, including PA announcers all over the sports world. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've traveled to other venues, and I don't even watch the game. I, I don't 
partake in the in the cheering of the fans because I'm really listening to the PA guy. Um, I figure that I can learn something from from somebody who I don't see on a regular basis. Um, I don't try to mimic anybody. I don't try to be that guy that did the Chicago Bulls announcing for so long, or I'm not trying to be Bob Shepard of the, of the New York Yankees. May he mm-hmm. rest in peace. Uh, I'm not trying to be those guys. I, I want to be my own person. But at the same time, you know, there's an opportunity to learn new tricks and new gimmicks from, uh, from other people that you see. Um, when we had arena football with the Dorados, uh, one of our guys that I worked with in radio, he would travel to the Cowboys game and he would be like their in-stand guy. His name was Brad LaRock. And uh, yeah. Brad said, you know, this, this one thing that we do at the Cowboys, and he could have been lying to me, I don't know, but he said that on third down, they would encourage everybody to make so much noise that the other team couldn't hear the play. Because if you can't run the play, you can't pick up the first down. Yeah. So we actually started implementing that with the uh, with Dorados. And when the opposing team was on offense and it was third down, we encouraged everybody to make some noise because if they can't hear the play, they can't run the play. And that for us was huge. And that's something that I picked up, you know, from, from Mr. LaRock and, and just really along the way of, of different people that you hear, you know, uh, there's a lot of times that, you know, Bob Shepard, when he announced for the Yankees, he was very deliberate in his speaking and he said, anybody can announce a name, but not everybody can read the name like poetry. So, you know, as much as he appreciated some of the names, there were other names that he really looked forward to announcing because it was a challenge to him. And that, you know, I, I had those days where it's like, wow, you know, I, I really want to give each player their own special type introduction. Um, but at the same time, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm, I'm honoring them. You know, a lot of times women's basketball, for instance, Valeria Tapia uh, from Brownsville, when, when mm-hmm. she is starting and we introduce her in the starting lineup, I always, you know, I never announce her in English. I don't give her her stats, you know, in, in English because I always go to, to centimeters the way they do in Mexico because she was such a prolific star. I mean, even having the opportunity to play, uh, I think, with the Mexican national team, the under 16 and under. So, for me, that was uh, that's my way of honoring her. You know, yeah. There are some guys that you announce their names, and you know, it just it rolls off the tongue very easily. And then you have some some challenges that you know you practice, you practice, you practice, and and it turns out to be pretty good. Now, final question: What is your top three advice for those interested in working as a PA announcer or just sports in general? Wow. I'll do just sports in general because I've, you know, the, the PA announcer, I don't want to, I don't want to have anybody come challenge me. So I'll do sports in general. <laughs> yeah. um, the number three uh, piece of advice is don't burn any bridges. Um, you know, not everything's going to go your way and you're going to find that um, you want to be spiteful. You want revenge. Take mm-hmm. every opportunity as a growing opportunity and say, you know what? Uh, I, okay. I made this mistake. Let me grow from it and let me not do it again. So that's my number three advice is, is always grow every day. Uh, my number two piece of advice is uh, be dedicated. Don't be that one guy that says, well, you know, I, I, I really want to do this, but I want to do that as well. And, and you know, I, I've had my issues with guys that you think they're on the path, but all of a sudden, like, squirrel, they want to do something else all of a mm-hmm. sudden. And you're just kind of yeah. like, dude, that, you know, that's not what you and I talked about. We, 
we kind of formulated a plan and you said you wanted to do this and I supported you and and now you want to jump from here and, and go elsewhere and to me that was always kind of like why would you do that especially if I helped you get your foot in your door because mm-hmm. not only do you look bad but you make me look bad for recommending yeah uh, obviously the the number one thing to do is especially when you get into sports is to have fun um, mm-hmm. have fun is key in every single aspect of life not just in getting into sports but you know, when you wake up in the morning, make it a fun day. Um, you know, so many people dread Mondays. I love Mondays because that's new opportunities. Mm, I dread yeah. Fridays because by Friday, people don't want to work. They don't want to do what, you know, what needs to get done. So I'm like the other way around. I love Mondays because Mondays, it's the challenge and let's rise to the occasion and let's do what we got to do. But I dread Fridays because, well, he's not in the office or he can't take your call right now because he's, you know, it's just kind of like, well, if you're not going to focus, why would I focus? So mm, yeah. those are my three pieces of advice. Again, thank you for the opportunity to speak with you, Tony. It was great having you on. Hey, I appreciate you uh, inviting me on. This is awesome. This is my uh, my second podcast. The other guy, Ray, got me first, but I'm glad to be on with you. And uh, whenever I can come back and you need a, a, a fill-in guest or something, feel free to give me a buzz as I'm getting attacked by a spider out here. But uh, I'll definitely join you again without a problem. Remember, you can listen to this episode and others on Spotify anytime. Until next time, this is Casey Van Etten signing off.